sit down? If you want, I'll move <laughs> around. And yeah, just keep chairs. moving. We'll, we'll okay. add it up. Go. All right. Okay, good evening, everybody. Uh, my name is Beam Fur. I'm the mayor of Broward County, you? and I'd like to introduce <laughs> those colleagues that are here. Uh, on the far right, we have Commissioner Rich. Is and then not Commissioner on Udine, the far right. Who is not on the far right, exactly. <laughs> on the far left. And we have Commissioner Udine, <laughs> Vice Mayor Bogan. In person. Commissioner yes. Geller and myself. And the others will join I'd like us. I to bring up four points. <laughs> okay, yeah. I just said that for Bogan. Move it. <laughs> and the others will join us in a few minutes. Uh, tonight, the Broward County Board of County Commissioners will conduct public hearings on the final millage rates and budgets that will support county services during fiscal year 2019. This is the last of two public hearings as required by law. Purpose of the hearing is to receive comments from the public and provide information on the county's proposed budget and tax levies. The public hearings will be conducted in four sections. The first section includes public hearings on countywide and Broward Municipal Services District millage rates and budgets. The second section includes public hearings on the millage rates and budgets for the county's dependent water control districts. The third section includes adoption of revised fees for the county's water and wastewater utility. The fourth section includes the adoption of the county's five-year we did ask them to, to lower it. Okay. Fourth section includes the adoption of the county's five-year plan addressing the Board of County Commissioners about an item on the agenda. I mean, this is, this is, this doesn't make sense. Hold on one second. Yeah, somebody mixed up the page on that. Might have five. Here, you want to take mine? Uh, hold on one second. Okay, I'm going to go back to the fourth section includes the adoption of the county's five-year capital improvement plan, including public input on the transit program of projects. An item, an agenda listing all the items to be discussed and the order of the items is available at the entrance. If you are interested in addressing the Board of County Commissioners about an item on the agenda, please register with the county staff member at the entrance. County staff is also available at the entrance to answer questions about the county's budget and taxes. If anyone has questions with respect to property value assessment or, or exemptions, the property appraiser staff is available in room 111 on the first floor of this building from 7 a.m. to 6 p.m. Monday through Friday. And with that introduction, let's begin. For fiscal year 2019, there is a proposed 6.3% aggregate increase in property taxes when compared with the taxes generated from the aggregate rolled back rate. The rolled back rate generates approximately the same amount of taxes as the prior year, plus taxes generated from new buildings added to the tax roll. The aggregate millage rate of 5.5113 as compared to an aggreg aggregate rolled back rate of 5.1849 includes all ad valorem taxes levied by the county and its, and its dependent districts with the exception of voted debt service taxes. This aggregate millage rate is the basis for the state required ad advertisements concerning the budget and taxes. The rolled back millage rates and the percent change in property taxes are based on the assessment rolls certified by the property appraiser. If I'm boring everybody to death already, it's because we have to be, go by this script. Um, the public hearing is open on the general county millage rate and budget. Final millage rate proposed for general county purposes exclusive of debt service 
is 5.4792, which represents a 6.32% increase in property taxes as compared with the rollback rate of 5.1537. The final millage rate for debt service is 0.1898. When combining the two elements, the final millage rate for all general county purposes, including debt service, is 5.6690. And with that, I'd like to introduce Bertha Henry, the county administrator, to provide a brief overview of the county budget and millage rate. Thank you, Mayor. Today we are presenting a budget that addresses several community priorities and prepares for a ballot initiative, which if passes in November of 2018, reduces county income by $34 million. This proposed budget includes a $22 million reserve to mitigate this impact and avoid budget cuts to programs like our parks, libraries, human services, and law enforcement. An additional $12 million will need to be set aside in FY20 to fully mitigate the impact if it passes. That said, the total budget of $4.8 billion slightly decreases by approximately $81 million, which reflects an increase in the operating budget of $170 million, offset by a $93 million decrease in the capital budget, mostly due to the changes in our enterprise funds and a $152 million decrease in the debt service budget, mostly due to lower aviation debt service and one-time refinancing in FY17. The general fund comprises $51 million of the increase, with no change in the current cumulative operating millage rate. The budgets for county agencies increased $27 million and address critical priorities such as providing additional resources to support bus service and the increased use of paratransit. Additional funding for the county's most vulnerable populations through enhancement of human service programs, additional funding for emergency preparedness and recovery from hurricanes, additional resources for maintenance and cultural programs, and continuing the expansion of the county's affordable housing program. The general fund budgets for constitutional officers, including the Broward Sheriff's Office, property appraisers and supervisors of elections, increased by $24 million, with a portion uh, going to BSO's risk protection officers to implement the new state law, which is a new additional unfunded mandate by the state. The budget also includes the beginning of three years of funding for the computer-aided mass appraisal system for the property appraiser's office. Mandated tax increment payments for municipal redevelopment continue to escalate due to the increase in the tax rolls. The certified tax roll increases 6.86% when compared to the roll used for the adopted budget for FY18. However, we do not anticipate this level of growth to continue. As stated earlier, the FY19 millage rate remains the same as FY18 with a slight decline in debt service millage and a corresponding increase dedicated for general capital projects. This shifting within the same total rate will help the county rebuild the property tax supported capital program, which was significantly reduced during the recession. With over $2 billion in tax supported assets, it is essential that we continue to rebuild this program with recurring revenue to ensure that our investments are adequately maintained in the future. 
Generally, homestead taxpayers will experience a slight increase in their taxes, which make up county taxes, which make up less than one quarter of their overall property tax bill. The increase in assessed value for homestead property owners is capped at 2.1% for FY19. For other properties, the change in the assessed value of each property will determine how much the property taxes will change. This is the final public hearing to adopt county millage rates and budgets. Okay, is there anybody wishing to speak on the countywide millage rate and budget? Uh, I do have a number of people uh, signed up. If you do want to speak, please sign up over there. Our first speaker is Helene O'Brien, followed by Jacqueline Williams. Good evening. Can you hear me okay? Yeah. Yes, can you hear you now? Uh, Helene, do you need my address and all that for this? Or Helene O'Brien, um, 1313 Northwest 36th Street. Um, I am the director for 32 BJ Service Employees International Union. Um, so 10 years ago, during the recession, uh, the county commission amended the living wage ordinance to include caps on year-to-year -year increases of living wage. Um, and let those, as a result of those caps, the rate is now $12.38. If the caps had not been imposed 10 years ago, it would be $13.96. We are now have been asking to have that begin the caps changed and amended to get the bottom rate up to closer to where the original intent of a living wage law was, which is 110% of poverty for a family of four, which would be $13.27. This budget has proposed a rate of $12.99, and we are requesting that that rate be moved to $13.27. Our calculations is that it would be a total cost, using the numbers in the budget, of $500,000. As a result, thousands of workers would see a pay increase. A significant number of those workers are not connected to the county income. It will be coming from private industries such as airline and retail and concessions at the airport and at the port. And so it would be a greater amount of money in the local economy. We are requesting that this budget be amended to change the rate from $12.99 to $13.27. I, I want to just point out that we have been doing our best to part, to kind of monitor how this conversation happens. And we don't remember there being a public discussion of this body of 1299 or 1327. We have seen that it has appeared in a, in a $4.5 billion budget as a line item. And we are requesting that that rate be discussed. And we ask that this county commission agree to, put, to change it from 1299 to 1327 and it would cost, as I said, we believe $500,000. Thank you. Thank you, Helen. Next, we have Jacqueline Williams, followed by Gideller. Gideller? How do you say that? Gideller? Uh, Julius. Okay, sorry about that. Uh, Jacqueline? Good evening to the um, panel. Mayor, mm -hmm. I hear your name all the time at the airport. Okay. We was kind of debating what was it. <laughs> Sorry so about now, that. Now I know. Sorry. You're tired of hearing my voice by now. <laughs> um, just to corroborate on what Alina was saying, that's, that's really rough. 1299 is hard to live off, especially when you are a single parent like me, raising my niece, 15-year-old. It's hard. I have to reach out for, you may not call it handouts, but I do. <clears throat> it's rough. 
to even have food on the table. Sometimes I have to lean on to family members. I am a security officer with Ally Universal at the airport, and my position is basically front line. And we work hard. A lot of people depend on us. I feel a, a more increase in the wages can cause the employees to do better jobs. I'm going to do my job regardless, but I speak for the other workers there at the airport. $12.99 is just not enough. It's not enough. It's hard for me to raise a, I'm a single parent. I took on the responsibility as a single parent. My daughter is 40, so I'm starting over, and I do everything I could to provide for her. Clothing is hard to provide. Clothing is hard for food. I get no assistance from the state. So I can't say you guys can understand what I'm going through, but it's rough. It is very hard. So I'm asking you to take in consideration of myself and other hard-working families that's raising kids with a spouse or without a spouse that is hard to provide on those, on those numbers. Thank you. Mayor, Mr. Mayor, before the next speaker, assuming most of the speakers are going to be advocating the same position, um, I, I was just curious, what, what is, how, as a commissioner, can we accomplish, is there a motion that eventually, at some point, uh, a motion that we would make to raise that? At this, at this meeting, it would be at this meeting? County Administrator. County Administrator. We had a workshop, um, um, I believe it, it may have been in April, it may have been in June, um, um, but we started talking about moving our, uh, raise our wages to the living wage over time. That was my understanding, and maybe I misunderstood you. Um, and as a result of that, at the time, twelve ninety nine, um, which to, which today um, would be a hundred and seven and a half percent of the poverty wage rate. But what we tried to do was balance out a number of the initiatives that the board had asked us to do. Number one. Number two. When this issue was brought to my attention, it talked about uh, trying to marry up with Miami-Dade. And Miami-Dade um, has gone to 1327, but they've implemented it completely different than the way that, that when we did our analysis to show what the financial impact was, that we would do it. And the main difference is Miami-Dade says when a contract ends, then it, it, the rate is in effect. What we're trying to do is everybody go to the $12.99 at one time so that you don't have people poaching each other's employees. Um, so the, the team has met with all of, uh, you know, we've met with our major entities, and so they are prepared for the $12.99. If you were to go to 1327 today, I don't know what the impact is. I don't know. Um, um, someone's, I mean, the, the, the young lady said that it's a half a million dollar impact. I, I can't confirm that at all, and I don't know how that number came about. But uh, to specifically answer your question, you can, it would be your, you could say, go to the 1327. 
And and so my question was specifically, how would that be? Would, at this meeting, we can uh, maybe council would answer this question. Would we we can make a motion at this meeting and second and vote at this at this time? Is that the is that would, would, is that possible if we wanted to do that? So at, at that same time, you could do that, and you could tell me whatever the impact is um, on the general fund would come from your reserves. Your, your recurring reserves because we didn't, this, I mean, we, we did not include enough money or analyzed it to go to 1327. So I'm, I'm, I'll have to regroup and do the analysis. So, so uh, uh, how many people do we have? I'm not done yet. How many people do we have speaking? Um, about 10. Yeah, I'm going to assume that in the next 20 minutes, everybody in the purple is going to be advocating for the same thing. Okay, great. So, so what I would like to do, if uh, we could still have people speak afterwards if they want to, I, I'd be happy to make a motion to, make, to raise it to 1327 if one of you would like to second that motion. Okay, Senator second. Rich would second that motion. Okay, we have a motion and a second discussion. Commissioner Rich. Followed by Commissioner Gellar. But are Gellar, we not going to hear from yeah. the, the folks? Yeah. Um, I mean, I they, they uh, wanted to short circuit their speech. I, I, they could speak yeah. afterwards, but they're all going to be advocating the same thing. Um, I, they're all sitting there advocating an increase to 110% of the living wage, um, and it's the same as Dave. So, um, no, it's not. No, it is not, not the same it's as not Dave. The, same. the yeah. rate is the same as yeah. Dave, but the the the, the way it's implemented is different, or at least uh, proposes I, to be different. Okay, okay I'm, I'm going to allow for a few more discussion so, up here. Okay. And then if we need to go back, so, then we'll do that. Okay, Commissioner So Rich? I seconded for purposes of discussion. Okay. Because, um, because I definitely, when we had the workshop, I asked for it to be I don't know. the 1327. That's when we had the workshop. That's what I had in mind. Now, I understand that there is a difference here. So when I met with the county administrator this week, and we discussed this whole issue of how the implementation happened in Dade, and it is quite different. When you, we, we are talking about implementing it to everybody, all contracts, not just contracts that are sunsetting. So that's what Dade has done. So someone could wait, like, I don't know, three to five years if the contract goes that long and uh, before they actually get to have their, their, their raise. You know, at, having said that, I mean, so I understand that difference. So it is costing us more. Um, however, I think it's something we should discuss. I think that we should moved to the 1327. It's been a long time since it, we had the, the, the living wage increased. And we, and we, um, and I think, you know, I, I sympathize tremendously with someone like Jacqueline who is standing up here because we're talking about affordable housing. We're talking about transportation. We're talking about health care. We've got, you know, 44% of people in our community that can't make ends meet. So, you know, I, I'm very sympathetic to it. And the, the, the county manager, you know, made an argument to me about the money and where it would come from. And because of this um, uh, tax, uh, the homestead exemption on the, on the ballot, that if that didn't pass, we would have the money, you know, available to do that. Now, the question is if we want to take it out of reserves. I mean, and that's a discussion we should have. I mean, what, you know, I, I'm, because I, I really feel very badly that we have not been moved up to the 1327. Um, Commissioner Gilly, then County Administrator. Okay. Thank you, Mr. Mayor. Um, first, I have a couple questions for the County Administrator. Sure. Um, 
Ms. Henry, what is the current number? You're next. Is it currently 1299 or does the no, 1299 it, represent an it's, increase? It's currently, um, uh, Mr. Marcus, 1238. So what percent increase is 1238 to 1299? 5%. Okay. Most of the employees, I think, are getting 3% raises? Is that 2 to 3%, yes. Okay. Uh, second question. I, I remember that we discussed this at the workshop, but I will be candid that I don't remember exactly what we discussed. I thought, and I'm hoping either you or one of our county money people can say, I thought that we had said that we were planning on phasing in. We did. Okay, can somebody elaborate on that? So that's that was my understanding, and again, I um, we had a conversation here at the uh, in the in this room and and also at the workshop, and we talked about grad, um, that we should be striving to get to the um, to the uh, living wage, which is a hundred and ten percent of the uh, index for a family of four, and we moved five percent. So to get to the twelve ninety nine was right, it was five percent, so we would have to move some more. And I wanna make sure what I heard from the podium was that we remove caps. And the and I think it's important for the public to understand that the reason we moved those caps was we were furloughing employees. We were eliminating positions. We were facing severe layoffs. So for us to continue to increase the contracts while our own employees were taking furloughs and being laid off um, just did not make a lot of sense at that time. We valued our contracts more than we valued our own employees. So I just think that's important to put that on the record. Um, also, the Again, my understanding was that we were looking to go over time. That's what we've been communicating to um, all of our other partners. Just remember, you have certain agreements that you have put in place that um, probably won't expire for even longer than that when you start talking about some of the contracts at the airport. Many of those contracts are in for a long time. So I do believe that this should be something that we bring you back the facts, and you don't have to do it here today. Um, if you tell me after, uh, if you tell me afterwards that's what you want to do, and you fully understand the the, the consequences, we will make it happen. Okay. Uh, follow, okay. Next question. Uh, okay. Ms. Henry, I'm just I, you know, I know I uh, I am obviously I'm very concerned that we have airline partners and a whole series of other partners that we have not prepared for this. We meet with them once a year. They know that the 1299 was coming, and again we are looking to implement it a different way than Miami um, than Miami Dade, and maybe the numbers. I can't even speak to how the numbers work out um, for them because I don't really fully understand uh, their budget the way that I understand ours. But we are, um, you know, we do have some issues that we're going to be facing, and you had some of the conversation just today. So I would like to come back and bring you what I know and what we project, 
And um, if the board, this is clearly a policy decision, and if you want us to do it, we'll make it happen. Okay. But right now I, you will I, I be think, acting without all the, the benefit of the information because okay. I wasn't prepared to do that today. Okay. okay. I mean, I, I think. Wasn't done yet. Okay. Go ahead and finish. Okay. Ms. Henry, um, first, next question. Um, this would bring us to 1327, which I understand the same as Dade. I have no idea what I'm asking, and a good lawyer shouldn't ask without knowing the answer. But is our cost of living the same as Dade, or are we in one SAMHSA, I think they're called, or do we have a separate? cost of living, or are we the same cost of living as did? Um, do you know, Mr. Marcos? No. We're probably close to being the same, but maybe uh, we're probably a little bit cheaper than Miami-Dade. If, if we don't vote Give today, me. I'd like this number at the next meeting. Okay, and finally, I'm through with questions, Mr. Mayor. Well, they were looking at um, a bunch of other things. I, at, at a minimum, would suggest that we discuss this at the next meeting, but here's an issue, and I pointed this out at the last meeting. Our county commission agency budget is 25% lower than it was in 2007 when adjusted for population and inflation. Um, that number is there, that number is real. I keep being here and hearing people want to spend more money on affordable housing, more money on homelessness, more money on mental health, more money on employee raises, more money on contract raises, and that money doesn't exist. I am prepared, sir, if, this, if the constitutional amendment passes, that is going to cost us $33 million, I would intend to be prepared to increase our millage rate so that we can have money to fund all of these things, including the salary increases to our employees, this homelessness, all of the others. But if we have the same amount of money to putting more in one area, necessarily means taking money away from all of the other things that everybody on this dais keeps talking about. I'm done, thank you. And, and Chip would love to respond to that. Yes. First of all, Commissioner lives in a safe seat. That's the, all I gotta say to that. Um, no, I, on a serious note, um, so Ms. Henry, if I could, uh, what, you said the fiscal impact to this annually would for the county, not other employers, would be how much? Oh, I no to go to the thirteen twenty seven. Mm -hmm. No, I. I know you I, don't have a direct exact number, but do you have no, a rough, rough I, number? No, I, I don't. Okay. What about from the previous and, to the twelve ninety nine? And I apologize. I don't want to make it sound like that we can't make the calculation. No, I but there. But the issues are how you implement it, when you implement it, and um, and 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 it has a huge implication because many of our contracts are five years. If I could, so that uh, we're going to 12, we're, we're set to go to 12.99 from how much before? From uh, 13, I mean, I'm sorry, from 12.38. Okay, so that's a, and, and what's the fiscal impact of that? That's about um, in this fiscal year, about a uh, million three. Okay. That's so, just, that's a general fund. that the fiscal impact on our contract because when, when you I'm, I'm kind of understanding what you're saying but 
So take an airport contract. If we have a contract in place and we say you're now raising the, the wages from X to X plus whatever, that delta, I mean, we are in breach of the contract. We either have to pay that or we have to have every contract renegotiated. Exactly. So, so there is, are implications. So that million three number that you That's did. general fund. That's us. So that, that doesn't answer this question. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. Right. Okay. So, but, I, but I don't, she, we probably don't have that. Exactly. We don't know yet. Okay. Right, so the only thing I would say is as much as I appreciate what, what is, and look, these folks have a, a valid concern. I just don't know that tonight at this, you know, not, not getting to that uh, point where we can even have numbers that we can make that decision. Because we're not making, to your point, we're not making that decision just for uh, salaries that are paid out of, or, or hourly wages that are paid out of county uh, general fund dollars. We're doing it based on airlines and, and uh, service, service towns and everything else. Okay, finished. Uh, Commissioner Holden is followed by Commissioner Ryan, and then you're going to come back. Again, that's general fund. That doesn't that that yeah, doesn't look at that doesn't include all of the airport contracts, port contracts, any enterprise fund contracts. Well, also commissioner, let's go ahead. Um, the cost isn't completely linear. You really have to look at exactly the different contracts, so it doesn't. That's why we'd have to take a little bit of time, right? Because there, for example, on the on the I mean, one of the things side, that, one of the things that's wait, obvious wait. here is we don't have all the facts and figures we need. One, the other thing that's obvious is there's a, there's a pretty big desire to try to find a pathway to get to this. Those are the two things I'm recognizing. We may not be able to get there tonight, but I think there's a consensus here that we want to get there. And we don't, ha we don't necessarily have to get there with this in this budget hearing, but we can actually bring this back and try to figure out how and where, where we can do this or looking at the numbers. Correct. Correct. With that, yes. Commissioner Holmes. Uh, County Administrator, if we were to, so so we don't know, uh, and um, SEIU is suggesting it's 500,000. Is that 500,000 from our general funds? How did you calculate that 500,000? Where did you get it from? When we looked at the budget, we saw that the cost um, for the proposed 1299, which has not been voted on yet, um, was 1.2 something, and so we projected out the difference to get 500,000. Enterprise funds are profit making funds. Enterprise funds don't have county money. It's, it's private money, airlines, retail, concession. So that's additional money, additional uh, income that'll be coming into the economy that's not being counted in this budget. Okay. And, and, and I would say to you, yeah, you're correct. However, uh, we have fees negotiated in advance to generate the funds that we need to run those enterprises. Uh, we just voted uh, on the airport uh, rate that we get from each uh, ticket uh, to seven dollars and forty cents just mm -hmm. now, uh, there will be a change uh, in uh, in the in, in what we have. So essentially, uh, we would probably be running a deficit based on what we voted on earlier uh, for the airport operations. Am I correct with that, Ms. Henry? So I think what um, I just want to make sure that I understand um, what you're saying is that um, we have the contracts. They're binding contracts. We had contracts before 
we went to the airlines and we asked them to modify their contracts. If you call, if you all remember, we modified those contracts and increased um, the rates uh, for many of those agreements that we had not done for a long time. And so we would, in essence, do the exact same thing. But we have not prepared them. We've done. We've not done any of that. They don't know that this is coming. They don't know that the twelve ninety nine is coming. Or they the know the twelve ninety nine is coming. They wouldn't know that a thir that. 1327 is coming. Excuse me, Dale. I, I, my understanding is, is that these contracts are subject to, they have to comply with a living wage. So regardless if they're binding contracts or not, the, the vendor has to comply with a living wage. If the living wage is 1299 or 1327, binding or not binding, they still have to comply with the 1327. Correct. That, I, don't, I don't think it's as cut and dry as that, Vice Mayor. I think it, this raises other issues with... Uh, enforceability of agreements. Uh, there are obviously, from a policy standpoint, there are potential displacement issues. If you have a contract that is very labor-intensive and there's a very small profit margin on it, th that's not a legal issue. That's from a policy standpoint. But, but legally, if you have a contract that says you will comply with the living wage ordinance as amended, we have an argument, but I'm not going to tell you, I'm not going to get into the merits of the argument or what I would argue if I were representing the vendor that, that basically thought there were a unilateral imposition of some term. Now uh, the question for you. Uh, so let's take, for example, cleaning service contracts. Uh, were we to implement this, are we going to compensate those, uh, many of them small businesses, an additional amount to cover the cost that this would raise it for yes. them? Or is it going to come out of their profit? We're going to increase the fee that we pay them? So when we, uh, we started working towards the 1299, the goal would be to go back to, and as a matter of fact, we have uh, uh, a workshop with all of our uh, living wage vendors, I believe it's October 4th, um, to start the conversation. We've actually had um, the, all the contract administrators in, uh, in the room starting to gear them up for how we would have to modify those agreements because they, today, they expect a 3% cap everywhere. So going to 1299 exceeds the 3% cap. So it's 2% over that. So we're preparing for that and we believe we're going to have to compensate uh, those um, contracts or uh, make modifications to those contracts to compensate them or, um, you know, most of them will probably terminate their agreements. And then we're, then we're really having a, a set of issues that we're going to have to deal with. So, so I, I, I brought up the clean and service because I actually talked to one of those uh, CBs, uh, minority-owned uh, vendors, uh, and, and they've expressed some concern as to how we implement this, if they're going to be compensated, how they make their budget, and if they don't, I mean, they're operating a margin, uh, razor thin margins, uh, they're saying uh, right now. So if we're not going to compensate them for the additional amount, how, how are they going to survive? Well, we would recommend um, that you do, and therein lies some of the issues about how you would treat certain contracts and how you may not treat others. So it's it's complicated. I wish it. I could say that it's 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 a simple, uh, a simple issue. But um, um, I want to get you as much information for you to make this decision as as you as as I can provide you with. And with that, then um, if you want to move forward, 
then we move forward. So does that 1.2 million plus include those additional? Uh, do we anticipate that in that or no, or just, just what our staff, uh, what we pay internally? So this is, no, that's, it's, most of your employees, very, very little of what our employees um, earn um, fell below the 1299. So it wasn't a major impact on county employees. The, the lion's share of this really affects the, um, the, the contracts. And that number was just solely the uh, general fund supported contracts. As you all know, one of the major general fund expenses that we have is the paratransit program. So we, we, um, we can provide you with that, with that information and you can advise me how you would like to move forward. But right now, um, I think there are some, you, you do need to, to have some information as it relates to your non-general fund contracts and some operational issues that we need to address. And in what time frame would we be able to get that information back? To us? Well, what we are as I mentioned, uh, we were bringing in all of the uh, living wage contractors, people that provide that service, so we can um, work with them to talk about how we would compensate them um, for the impact. And um, and I is it four. October 4th, so um, that will shape and guide how we put the program together, and all we would do is put that program together, bring it back to you to say at 1299, it's this, at 1327, it's another number. And here are the implications for the non-general fund uh, contracts that we have. So if we do it tonight, we still would be taking it from... Uh uh, the reserve, and if we do it later, it's coming from the reserve also. We just don't know how much it's going to be. Is that what, what you're saying? That, that's correct. And, and again, I just want, want to make sure that I, when, when I talk about reserves, I always differentiate between recurring and non-recurring reserves. Your reserves right now are non that we set aside for you for the year um, is non-recurring because for the most part because um, the, you're pretty judicious about not uh, utilizing all of them. But once you've spent it, that, that no longer exists. So you are going to have to get your, your rate up to take care of that going forward in the future because it would be a recurring expense at that point. So I, I am in support of, of the increase, and I remember the downturn where we actually, the county commission actually gave money back from our salaries in order to, to match what uh, the staff and everyone else uh, went through. We, we were given a portion of our checks back. Uh, I had to write a check back into the county coffers uh, to, to accomplish that. The issue is how do we get there? Do we do it all now? Do we do half of it now and half next year? Or uh, how do we get there? And, and, and that's what I'm thinking of phasing it in over, over the next year. Maybe we agree to go half. We'll one, 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 thing we, one thing we could do, we have a workshop on October 16th. That'll be after the October 4th. That could be part of our workshop. We could workshop it a little bit, figure out 
Yes, I don't know that we'll have all the materials to distribute in advance, but we'll we'll work around the clock to make sure that we're ready for that workshop. Okay, that might because then we can try to see the pathway to get there. Um, so yeah, as you as you well know, the complicating issue is that you can't just take the contract and apply five percent to it. Right. So uh, it, it it really does require quite a bit of analysis on our part because we're only dealing with salaries okay. and benefits. Commissioner Holmes finished. Okay, Commissioner Ryan, followed by Commissioner Rich. And then, by, oh, where'd he go? Oh, there. there you are. So to the county administrator, I mean, we um, just wanted to confirm, we've already um, established with the, uh, the trim notice what our maximum millage is. So um, if, in fact, we were to today um, implement this increase, the wage increase, it would, um, as you say, necessarily come from reserves. Um, as I understand it, the largest component of the uh, the 1.3 million that you're factoring in with the increase from 12.38 an hour to 12.99 is um, not the employees we pay directly, but what you expect to pay for the contracts we've already negotiated. Correct. All right. So, you know, one of the things that, you know, you, when you're in business, you realize that certainty is the, is the most important thing. And I, I would hate to put a message out that we uh, approve an increase without analyzing where it's going to come from. The, the consensus or the tenor that I get from this commission is that it is supportive of an increase from 1299 to 1328 uh, and I, 1327, and I'm, I'm supportive of it. But uh, as the county administrator said, it's the implementation, the manner, and the notice that we give to uh, the existing vendors. So um, I'm going to ask that we just we go forward and defer the vote until we have a fiscal analysis from staff so that we can understand the exact uh, financial impact and uh, give us a menu of options on how we can fund it. Okay. Commissioner Rich. Um, I will support that, but I, I just want to say that I just kind of check with my office, and I, I put in the motion to direct on this issue December of 2017, and we have been, I, I've been asking, we've been asking for an analysis of this, and um, so I, I just want to make sure that, you know, when we have our workshop next time that we're going to have this, because it's just been way too long. December 7, 2017 is when we had the, the first uh, motion to direct. So, I mean, I, and, and we had a workshop, and we talked about the 13, the thir the 13, um, uh, the, um, uh, 1327, and, uh, and um, you know, we, we said that we needed to get, and I remember having a meeting, actually, with um, Mr. Foster and some of the rest of you about it, and so we, we just need to get this done so we can figure out how we can, how we can accomplish this, um, because I, I just think it's just really unfair that um, it's taken this long and that, um, you know, people that really uh, work hard, um, and someone asked about the, the us compared to Dade County, our, our, our affordable housing issue is just as bad as theirs, so we have a lot of issues that affect and impact the, uh, these families. So I just really would like to see us get it done one way or another. So, but I'm fine to defer it until we get the numbers. Okay, and, and like I said, I, I'm happy to try to put together a workshop with the county administrator for October 16th. Um, and that's not too far in the distant future where we can have 
uh, have it analyzed the best you can. I know that's kind of rushed, but uh, if you can do that, that'd be great. Uh, with that, we have. Uh, I believe we'll have enough information. We can do that. I, I just, okay. again, we wanted to make sure that the people that the contracts that would be affected by it had at least some input into how it's implemented. Okay. Vice Mayor Bogan, followed by Commissioner Lamarca. Yeah, I, I agree with uh, my fellow commissioners, and um, we're going to obviously vote to increase it to twelve ninety nine today. And then look within less than 30 days on how to implement a 1327, whether it's a phase in or what's financially prudent to do. But I think as far as I'm concerned, I feel several other commissioner members here um, want to see that you get an increase and we just need to do it in the most prudent financial way. And, and uh, I'm for it. And uh, just give us less than 30 days to figure it out. Commissioner LaMarca. Yeah, when we... Uh we did labor labor agreements in the little city of Lighthouse Point, uh, typically fire fire police and, and FPE and whatnot. We were typically not the highest increase year over year um, with some of our services. But what what we were be able to, what we were able to do is in the downturn we were able to actually deliver an increase when other cities were either at zero or laying people off. So what what you might want to consider, Ms. Henry, as you do this, if you go from the twelve thirty eight ultimately the thirteen twenty seven. Over two years, it's eight percent, eight-ish. No, all the way to the to the to the other goal, but do over two years, the impact's less, and they're going to get to where they want to get over the course of two years. So you may want to look at that as your point numbers. Remember, indexing happens every year. What's that? Indexing happens every year. There's, what is, there's also a health component on this. Okay, but what is the be, indexing going to be? Gonna, I have no idea. So not, what? So every year, the federal hmm. government. Um, the the number doesn't stay static. Okay, it changes understood. Every but year. Where, where we're trying to get, even if it's a moving target, maybe okay. split it up over two years. So we're more than half now. We're at five percent. So right. the eight percent, right. we we are three percent away from where we need to be. Uh, so if we put the five percent in now, we're only short, which we'll do tonight. Uh, it won't be half. It'll be beyond, just beyond the half, uh, Commissioner. Right. I do want to, within that workshop, it's important that we look at the health component of this which was the, the differential and the loopholes that were being uh, used, you know, not to pay people full amounts. Uh, all that needs to be brought out as well so, we're, so we see a full picture. Um, I think that's important. Commissioner Udine. I think we also need to, at that workshop, have the, the, the formula of the contracts at the different at the port and the airport of what what those dollars are going to be and if we're going to make a policy decision because like Miami-Dade waited for them to expire I don't want to wait till these expire I want to get them their the raises sooner but we may have to make a policy decision that we're going to have to eat that from the general fund versus busting every contract that we have and and starting over or certain certain Vendors may not want to participate and maybe they will have to be bid out But we should have all those options laid out for us because that would be information that would be important <clears throat> As I make my decision. Okay with that. We so, so I don't know if Commissioner Bogan is going to continue, but if not we do a substitute that uh, uh, after the workshop we uh, Consider getting to 1327 uh, by some way whether it's phased in or uh, are fully there, that would be a substitute motion. If, I, I think there's consensus to try to find a pathway okay. to that. Yes. yes, so you okay. second that? Okay. Okay. Mayor, this is just a, approving the millage and the, and the budget reso. I'm right. not sure that that 
substitute motion would be appropriate okay, so, for the budget. So right resolution. now, I think there's consensus on this. I'm going to ask just to withdraw that motion. We understand. I'll withdraw it. And we're going to be we'll, talking about that at the uh, October 16th correct. meeting. Correct. With that, I'm going to go ahead and if those would like to, uh, if anybody would like to continue to speak on this, I think you have a pretty good idea of where we're going. Um, but with that, uh, Gader, if you want to speak or not. You're good? Okay. Edith Forrestal, I'm going to give everybody a chance if they wanted. Edith Forrestal. October 16th. You're going to wait till then. Okay. Bruce Timpson. Okay. Thank you. And these are two separate ones. That's separate. Okay. Oh, and Unite Here. Let me. I think Unite Here is probably. Is this on the same issue? Yes, the same issue. Okay. Uh, so Katia, would you like to wait till the 16th or? Yes. Okay. And Rose Dennis. Oh, you're Rose. Hi, Rose. Okay. Okay. Uh, Katia, where's Katia? October 16th. Thank you very much. Okay. Thank you all. Thank very you much. all for being here. Thank you all very much. Yeah, that was good. Good discussion. Mayor. Yes. Um, we um, we need some direction as it relates to the supervisor of elections. Um, the supervisor of elections had in, has indicated that because we're having a six-page ballot, there was some concerns that um, we could expect major delays and there's um, some additional scanning equipment that she'd like to uh, purchase. Um, I just, we don't necessarily have to, I mean, if, if I'd like to be able to tell her that whether it's okay or not, she has sufficient funds in her budget at the beginning of the year, it's just, um, if that's something that you're willing to do, I would um, come back to you as part of the supplemental and, and replace it in her budget if she, if you want her to go ahead and move forward with the acquisition of that. Would that be taking that place at this point right here? Uh, well, yes, because I, I, I just want to make sure that um, if she uses that money out of her budget that you all have agreed as part of this discussion okay. that we're able to bring that money. It's 346000 and, okay. I'll entertain a motion for that. I'll move it. Or second. Just, we have a motion to second discussion. Motion to second. And, okay, so a quick question. Is This is obviously the same type of equipment, scanning equipment she has now. It would be additional More. quantity and she could use it at a later date. Correct. Okay. Yes. Okay, motion to yeah. second. Ma All Mayor, I, I think it's the same thing as with, I think the board just stating its intention to do that. Right. Uh, Ms. Henry just needs to know because if there weren't that intention later to supplement the budget, then we'd have to ask for, for the budget to be amended tonight. Correct. So we don't need to do this. We don't need the motion in the second, just the general consensus so there's a comfort level. Yeah, so, All right, so, uh, so who made the motion? I did. Withdraw it? Withdraw it. Okay. So if I, if I may, <laughs> Mayor uh, yes. and uh, County Administrator and County Attorney, would that be the same for the additional 50000 to for Fitzy going forward? or The, the, board, the board approved that today. No, not the 30000 We approved the 30000 today. The 50000 is annual. It's already in the budget? In additional fifty is what I'm talking to, 100 It was an additional 30 I think. Huh? No, what I asked for last time when we were here, uh, and actually before, I, before during the workshop, is for... I think you only got 30 I think you're going to have to raise the other 50. 
The 30 was for just this one time. I'm just going to be frank. Let me hear. Let me hear. So it's, it sounds like you... It sounds like you would have to do that today. Okay. So what, what we're looking at, and, and, and understand this, the 50000 the county gives, I, I end up going out and raising it. And the reason why we did the supplement uh, today from what we have already on hand is that I'm almost there, uh, but I don't want to get to uh, next month and not be able to have all the things we need for it. This is really robust this year with, with what we're doing. Uh, we're bringing folks in from all over the world, and it has worked. It has brought companies here. We're growing the economy. We're increasing trade. Our airport is benefiting them. Our seaport is benefiting tremendously as a result of this. So uh, as we go forward, uh, would, what I'd like for us to be able to do is not have to to be at this point next year. We're in a place where I know we're comfortably able to. We'll still have, I still have to work with staff and go out and raise additional funds because that's not enough. Our budget runs up to as much as 143,000 each year. Okay. Commissioner Dean. <clears throat> I think that um, with the additional scanners being requested by the supervisor of elections, I mean, conceptually, uh, um, if, if it's needed, it's needed, but I'm going to need to see a lot of backup when that comes about the need for that and the fact that a ballot is five pages versus six pages, I'm not sure justifies hundreds of thousands of dollars of taxpayer dollars um, with everything that we've seen as far as the, the delays coming out on counting ballots and the, the public's going to need to be convinced and so am I. On those dollars, I'm not saying that I'm opposed to it, but this is just not a blank check for three hundred and forty-six thousand dollars that I'm willing to write. It's getting reimbursed, right? No, it, this would be funds that we would um, pull from this, the uh, first supplemental and put into her budget because she would use her current budget because she would need to order that equipment right away. Um, and we would replace that funding in her budget. So when you're saying when you're saying, when you're saying first supplemental, you're talking about the money that's rolled over, yes. that's rolled over yes. from this last year. Yes. Correct. And I can't really speak to how much she will have in her budget. So I would use as much of it from her budget as as as, as is possible. But if there aren't any, then I would. Okay. So, so Commissioner, is asking I mean, for respectfully, it's, it's concerning. Sure. I mean, that's a that's a department whose job is to count the votes when they come in, and we had workshops. They came. This is what we need to 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 run a smooth election, and then, you know, the night of the budget, a, a huge number gets thrown at us. Now I'm saying I'm not going to be the one to stop it so that the votes can't be counted properly, but this should have been something that should have been planned out in advance before it comes to us. The night the of. Everybody knew we were, we were talking about how. I, I apologize. I, I think we tried to. Uh, there's There should be a memo that, that would have come to you. I think we found out about this right around the first public hearing. Okay. So in the, in the last couple of weeks. Okay, Commissioner Wright. So it's, we had it before today. Just, just a reminder to all the commissioners. Um, Bertha. You and I have talked, I know you have, with other commissioners with regard to this first supplement. There's a lot of promises that are being made, so we have to be careful 
with every additional, I mean, we just conceptually said we would support it for $350,000. So that's $350,000 that may have been going someplace else. Correct. And uh, I just warning everybody to be careful as we go through on how many promises we make because we don't know what that first supplement's going to be. Good point. Commissioner Holness? Uh, no, uh, the, the issues on the number of uh, uh, pages, I think she estimated five before it's six, and there's also an estimation that we'll see an increase in the number of voters also. Uh, and uh, during the primary, uh, they, they tried to print a certain number of, of ballots. They ran out of one place, right? They ran out of one place. I, I had to help Same to, to yeah. guide yeah. A, there. Yeah. Right. Okay. Um, no, but I think she, she budgets for what is your normal midterm as opposed to your presidential. I think she looks at historical data on it. Commissioner Rich? Well, I, I just want to say I, I really – if she needs it, I mean, and I mean, I'm assuming that you've done some mm -hmm. homework on this. I don't want to be 67th in 67 counties again in voting, and we have consistently been the bottom of the barrel, getting our our, our voting results in. Same thing this past primary. So if it's if it's going to be a longer ballot, if it's there's going to be an issue here, I think we we need to take care of it. Um, but I do, you know, believe we have to get the information. But I, I mean, just to we're spending money on all kinds of things, and this is this is this is the, the most important thing: is being able to tabulate and count, uh, have people's vote count. So we have to really be careful with this. Okay. Look, I think I'm, I think I'm not trying to create an issue with it, but with you're just straight, asking for justification. With a straight face, somebody's going to tell me that it costs more money in a scanner to count a ballot that's one page longer than was planned on. I just have to see the backup on that. I can't. Right. The machine is the machine. It was so. Whatever it is. Who, who to okay. say that this additional money is going to give us better performance? Okay. Anything else? Okay. Uh, is there a motion on resolution number 2018-582, establishing the final millage rate for the general accounting purposes? So moved. I have a motion. I have a second. Um, Commissioner Udine moved the resolution number 2018-582, seconded by Commissioner... Wholeness. All in favor say aye. Aye. All those opposed say no. 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 Let, the, uh, let the record show that. Eight to one. M Mr. Mayor, would you have uh, Commissioner Lamarca sponsor the next motion? Seven to one, I think. Oh, you're right. I'm sorry. Seven to one. Is there a motion on resolution number 2018-583, adopting the final budget for general county purposes, including the amendments detailed in Schedule B of the resolution? Is there a motion? You, Udine moves it. Udine moves it. Uh, seconded by? Making your jump. Lamarca? No. <laughs> seconded by Commissioner Bogan. All in favor say aye. Aye. All those opposed? No. Let the record show that passes 7 to 1. Public hearing on the general county-wide millage rate and budget rate is now closed. All right, good job. All right. Okay. Uh, this is having to do with the Broward Municipal Services District millage and budget. Public hearing is open on the final millage rate and final budget for the Broward Municipal Services District to provide funds for municipal-level services in the unincorporated areas. 
Final millage rate for this purpose is 2.3353, which represents a 9.4% increase in property taxes as compared with a rolled back rate of 2.1347. The county administrator will give an overview of the millage and budget for the Broward Municipal Services District. The Broward Municipal Services District millage rate remains the same for fiscal year 19. The average homestead property okay, owner will pay approximately $3 more than the prior year based on the increase in property values capped by Save Our Homes. Mayor? Yeah, you know, I just found okay. that I, I did not have, there was two people that were asking to speak and uh, I was thinking it was on the next part. This is, okay. Um, I mean, there was two, we have two people that had asked to speak, uh, Lori Salarulu and Peter Anderson. Um, I need somebody, would somebody on the prevailing side like to? Okay, I have a motion to reconsider. Second. I have a second. All those in favor? Aye. Any opposed? That passes unanimously. We will now reconsider, we'll reconsider that. And I will bring Lori Salarillo up to the podium. My, my apologies for that. Good evening, everyone. Lori Salarulo, President that. and CEO of Junior Achievement. I am not going to repeat everything that I have already said to you, okay. whether it was in the original letter or in the emails, but I do just want to mention a couple of things. Um, you know, for those of you who are checking emails, you saw that the Alliance just put out their report 3.5% unemployment, you know, the raise in high paying jobs. All of that is great news, but there are pockets where that is not yeah. the case. There are trades that are suffering for skilled workers. So we know that if we don't start younger, we don't start now to get these young people ready to fill these jobs, we know that this problem is only going to get worse. Um, so I really, really, I, I want to, to just kind of reiterate, you all have been talking about Small Business Association, putting money into economic development, developing these programs, but we're the feeder. There is no other organization that serves every single youth in this county. That's why we have the unique partnership that we have with the school board. Their responsibility and their focus is academic evaluation and academic assessment. Ours and the reason why we partner with them is to bring the work skills, the career exploration, and the entrepreneurship. We are working very, very closely with the county. We work very closely with Sandy and his team on some initiatives. These kids are the feeder. And it's not just a few hundred, it's 50,000 students that we will touch. Um, you know, it's, it's a unique partnership. We bring this education and this experience to these students. I know it is really hot, sorry. Um, and our commitment is to building this pipeline for you so that our economy, our late labor force can be ready in the next few years. Um, just a few things I want to touch on. Yes, there are so many critical issues in our community, but at the end of the day, if our young people grow up and stay here and don't have good paying jobs, which by the way, we know are available, they will continue to live in poverty. They will continue to be homeless. They will continue to turn to drugs. They won't have adequate health care. We have got to make sure that we are preparing them for the jobs that we know that are there. 
The Alliance does an amazing job of bringing strong companies here. But if we don't have the workforce ready, it's they're not going to continue to come. They're not going to continue to stay. So I just want to bring out some of those. We have a strong partnerships with the business community. Uh, that is really another thing that makes us unique. Uh, they are invested in us. Individuals, foundations, corporations, businesses. We are bringing almost $4 million to the table because we are committed to developing the youth for the future of our economic right um, stature here in the community. Um, the need to expose them, we know, is, again, critical. So, yes, we, we want to thank you for the, the funding from last year. We thank you for making 300000 of that recurring dollars so that we don't have to come back and ask you for that. We did, again this year, request the additional 300000 just as we did last year. Last year, you were kind enough and, and stood behind this and funded us an additional 200000 that was not recurring. We are asking you for the 300. We want to continue to build these programs. That's what that extra 100 was for. We hope that if nothing else, you will at least keep these programs whole at the 200,000. But if we want to continue to do what you're talking about, building the small business uh, initiatives that we have, building the entrepreneurial initiatives that we have, and being ready to fill the labor force in the future, then we're asking you to continue to invest in that at, and, and also to invest at the full level. Just to put it another way, right now, it costs about $85 to $100 per student, depending on the program. Your investment right now at the $500,000, which is $300,000 recurring, and it was $200,000 non-recurring, is $10 per student. $10 per student that we're asking to invest in the future workforce. If we go to the full 600, then we're looking at $12 per student. So we, we truly ask you, we want to continue to partner. We have campaigns ready to go to educate our children on the trades. We have a campaign ready to go with 50,000 students to tell them that they belong here. They need to stay here. And thank you, so Mary. thank you for your consideration. Thank you. Peter Anderson, please. Peter Anderson, 2732 Northeast 33rd Street, a longtime resident of Fort Lauderdale and a longtime volunteer of uh, Junior Achievement. And I have the privilege of being the board chair for 2018 and 2019. So I want to thank you for your past support and your investment in Junior Achievement. I also want to tell you that your funds are being spent wisely, that we're doing a great job of cutting costs. Lori and her team, very conscious of our expenses at Junior Achievement. We've done a great job at cutting those. I'd also like you to ask you to consider um, a request for an increase in funding. As a small business owner here in Broward County, I can tell you that there is a, a challenge finding employees with the proper skills. Uh, many of my clients uh, who work in the trades, who own businesses in the trades, have trouble finding uh, good employees. We also have trouble finding um, younger employees with soft skills, and that's something we do at Junior Achievement uh, to help train them and help them learn. So thank you very much for your consideration. Thank you very much. Thank you. Last speaker is Tony Carrot. First, uh, is there any way to cool this place off? <laughs> I know. Yes, I, I was just given a note a few minutes ago that indicated that something, the chiller went off, but it's, I feel it's starting to cool a little bit. Yeah, it's coming it's on. Coming on. Okay. Yeah. Tony? <laughs> Sorry. I know. Good evening, uh, Hi, Mr. Tony. Mayor, Commissioners. Uh, I'm not here to ask you for any money. 
I'm here to thank you for the money that you have given us. Uh, I want to thank you for the support that year in and year out that the county commission has given to not only legal aid, but to all the social service programs throughout our community. Uh, I think it's clear that this commission recognizes the needs in the community and that you not only recognize those needs, but that you do something about it by providing the resources that many of us and always need to try to meet those needs. Uh, I want to thank uh, the county administrator for being supportive of the funds in our budget, and I want to thank each one of you for always being supportive of what we do in the community and understanding the important need of legal aid to our community. So thank you all. Thank very you very much. much for being here. Appreciate it. Uh, with that, I'll take comments from the county commission. Commissioner Lamarco. You know, there's only two people that ever come here and, and don't ask for anything, or one of them asks for way too little and the other one asks for nothing and thanks us. But I, I do want to, uh, I know Barbara Weinstein's not here, but uh, Tony, I want to thank you for what you do for the whole whole person in our community with, with legal aid. I know when we're dealing with wage recovery, wage uh, issues at the county. Uh, the, one, there was one of the options out there to have legal aid do it, like in Palm Beach County. And I just, I think what they do with the person is when they come in, if they have an issue with finances or with whatever else it might be, it might be a immigration status or whatever it might be, it, you know, they're offering service to someone that couldn't necessarily walk into this, one of these big shot lawyers' offices like Commissioner Bogan to, to get service done. But uh, on, a, on, a, on a real note, I mean, it's, it's a service that most people would not have, especially uh, in such a um, complete, complete way. So thank you for what you do. And thanks for not asking for any money. Yeah, I, I, I just want to go back to our previous uh, conversation and uh, ensure that I went over to a county administrator to ensure that a 50000 for Fitzy is understood that is there for us to make sure we do what we need to do next year. Is that the fifty thousand plus fifty thousand, or the the recurring fifty thousand? The thirty is one time. Okay, uh, so the fifty the, is recurring. Fifty. We have fifty. We we've had fifty in the budget for a while. It's okay. an additional fifty that will be recurring. I think everybody understands yeah. that. Okay, good. Yep, that's what you're asking. Any other, Commissioner Rich? I I'm trying to get the the my arms around what this all is because the. I think the amount that is already being spent is $125,000. And so is you saying this is another 50,000? No, this is 50 for next year. Next October. So the 125,000 is the budget. That is not coming from the county. Only 50 comes from the county. The rest of it I will go out and raise through partners and and staff support. So we're not asking for anything addition to the 100 when it's 177,000. Is going to be a hundred thousand flat, and we got to have to raise in, a, in addition to to that amount each you're, year. You're trying to make sure that the fifty that you the had 50. this year okay. is in for next October, and and that there's an additional fifty that will be there. So we'll have a hundred as it is right now. I want you to understand that my staff and I really go out, and in fact, my budget is very tight because I I put some additional help in in order to move this uh, item forward. We put a lot of work into. In, in, into making this happen each year. Questions? I, I, I thought I understood it until you said that. Yeah. <laughs> I thought I was clear until you said that because 
my thinking was you were like we did 50 this year we're doing 50 next year but and then then we added 30 today for a supplement so next year you're think you're thinking we're putting in 50 or 100 no i don't think everybody thought that um so there needs to be some discussion real quick i don't think everybody was thinking that so clarification <coughs> comments mayor can can we please just in an abundance of caution uh, have a motion since there was some public comment after the item was voted upon and now we're having some clarification on a point may we please have a motion for reconsideration of both uh, 2018-582 and then subsequently 2018-583 so the reconsideration that we did before Should was not for both so you wanted to do for both yes okay. like, like to I, all right i'll go back okay I have a motion and a second for reconsideration of 2018-582. All those in favor? Aye. Any opposed? That passes. I need a reconsideration for 2018-583. So moved. Second. All those in favor? Aye. Any opposed? That passes. And, and now you, you have, aside from the other issues that were raised, if the board wishes to do anything with them, we just have Commissioner Holness's motion for the additional $50,000, which would require... Uh, a, a second once we get to 583 the board could take up 582 right now and uh, vote again on the millage because the millage is not going uh, presumably going to change but it would impact the budget okay so we'll do the millage rate right now uh, is there a mo uh, do i have a motion for the millage rate there i have a motion we, we had sorry uh, apologize probably should have said this, something about this before when okay. after mr Carrod came up we had somebody come and present about junior achievement we haven't done anything about it Right, the, the millage is, will, doesn't matter on that. The next one, it does matter. Okay. Okay, so I'm going to do the millage first. I have a motion. <coughs> do I have a second? Second. Second. Uh, to move resolution 2018-582. Uh, all in favor say aye. Aye. All those opposed? No. Passes 7 to 1. Now we're on the actual budget. So, uh, Commissioner Marco, you're recognized. Clearly, I'm going to have to vote on the budget if I, if I make a motion that we support junior achievement, which I'm willing to do. Um, I, but I, uh, as what Ms. Salarulo said and, uh, and the chair of their board, uh, I'm going to make a motion that we, f we fund that. I'd, I'd like to see them have the, uh, the funding for the programs that we're doing now, not this uh, additional, but that be uh, recurring. But uh, I'll leave that to the other members of the board. Okay. The... So right now there's uh, Ms. Henry. What's the, what's recurring? Is it three hundred? Um, the three hundred thousand is in the budget. So recurring. That's re recurring. Okay. And the and last year the additional was was two hundred. So it was a total of five hundred thousand uh, for the programs for the, that uh, number of kids uh, being served. And the the request now is for an additional one hundred thousand for the uh, for the programs that she had she had uh, detailed. So it's a total of six hundred. But I would I would. No, the the two hundred. The one hundred is one time. I'd like to see the, the correct correct. The two hundred is one time. I'd like to see the five hundred recurring, and maybe maybe bifurcate and do the do the other program separate. But I I think it's important that uh, they don't have to come here every year, and and they're serving the same number of kids. Discussion, Commissioner Rich. Um, well, this is. Um, I, I've said this last time, and I'm just going to have to say it again because I. Uh, this is out of uh, out of our process. We have a process. 
um, the um, Children's Services Council actually has a service category support that they support that is youth employment and support services. And the Children's Services Council allocates $4 million for youth employment training. And the correct way for this to happen is for junior achievement to go through the process of the Children's Services Board. And um, I, 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 I feel very strongly about that, uh, that people should you know, not come here, that they should go through this process and um, do what everybody else does. So um, I, I mean, I, I, this has nothing to do with the Junior Achievement Program. It's an excellent, excellent program. But um, we, need, we, we have a process. We should stick to it. And I had asked the uh, county administrator if we feel that we don't have enough money then the proper thing is to put more money into the Children's Services Board budget, budget and let you know people come, apply, and then it all ultimately comes to us for approval. But um, I, I, I can't support uh, things coming out of the process that are actually within the categories funded or supported by the Children's Services Board. Commissioner Geller. Thank you, Ms. Mayor. First, a question of the administrator. If we go from 300 to 600, where does that additional money come from reserves is that the same reserves that we're yep. already talking about tapping yep. for the other item yep okay um, respectfully uh, first of all I agree with uh, Senator Rich about process and I think that you all have seen that I've been fairly consistent on process but secondly you know I I mean Commissioner Lamarco always like laughs or scoffs when I talk about if we want to fund all of these groups, we need to raise more income or we can't fund the groups. And I think we need to come to grips with the fact that we have a choice. We either can increase revenue and increase spending or not increase revenue and not increase spending but we can't not increase revenue, but increase spending. You mean we can't be by the Parti federal government? Partic no, because <laughs> oh, while, while that was an amusing <laughs> line, but they can deficit spend, and we can't. And if this is a motion to add to recurring, which I believe it is, you know, adding to recurring is a much more problematic issue than adding to non-recurring. Commissioner Udine. <clears throat> that was my question. What's the, what's the budgetary difference to us? Because I remember last year, towards the end, you gave us a, we had a little spreadsheet, and the non-recurring was a much easier budget hit than the recurring. So can you just explain that in, in a little bit of detail so that I can? So when you use, uh, when you have reserves, and, and it's in your base, and you don't spend it on something that's recurring, that money frees up every year right. to do something that's non-recurring every year. When you use it for recurring, then that component of it comes out and it's no longer available um, you know, unless you have other growth and revenues to support it. Okay, so like just taking junior achievement, for example, last year, they got five hundred thousand dollars. 
if, if I remember correctly. Right. right. So you got 300 recurring, 200. So 300,000 is already in the That's budget in there, base. No matter what. Right. And so the additional, the uh, there was 200,000 that was non recurring. Okay. Okay. Um, her request is to have that $200 become part of the base. Right. Um, in addition to another 100,000 to be part of the base. Okay. If we didn't agree with that part of the request, if we wanted to try and keep them whole for this year, it would just be another, the 200 non-recurring. Correct. Well, they want 300, but th this Make keeps them, them makes them 200 non-recurring. Okay. And then where does that come from? That do, that comes from just the the, the balance reserves. reserves. Yeah. Okay. And does does this budget staff have a recommendation on? Any of that? Um, the <laughs> no, I think what um, you heard Senator Rich um, indicate that we have we have so many many worthy programs, and we've tried to compartmentalize them as best we can. Um, and and I, if I'm not speaking for you, but I think her recommendation was um, if we. If we have new recurring money that we put it in that pot so that it's available to any of the not-for-profits that want to perform work in the community on that on in that category they can all compete for it if I could, if I could I appreciate the the two uh, two comments about the process but there it's my understanding from uh, from the CEO of Junior Achievement that the process doesn't allow them to that that does not fit a uh, a category for CSC. So if we, if we want to have her come back up here and because I, I appreciate what, what Senator Rich is saying, but if it if it does not qualify in workforce training, we we could add that to CSB to the criteria for CSB, which is which would make sense. Um, okay. I'm going to I'm going to weigh in here real quick. I'm I'm fine with doing the the recurring 300,000 and the 200,000 for this year. My concern is with the 100,000 for the high school programming. I think this is a great program for primary and for middle school students. For high school programming, my own feeling is this should be uh, this is done by CTAS, which is the high school equivalent of doing the career skills. They are at that point diverted into various parts, and that's where they're getting career, career skill, skill exploration. I think that's a better place for this to happen because I think what junior achievement does is wonderful in wetting the appetite for those younger students, and they get a chance by the, then in ninth grade. Then they know they can choose in high school those those pathways, and that's what the school board's trying to do. They're trying to make sure that everybody is in a pathway in ninth, 10th, 11th, and 12th grade. They don't need to be, go in my opinion, and, I, and I, you might have a different opinion on this, but that by, that's, you're, you're, you're wetting their appetite for that, and that's great. By, in high school, that's where they should be learning all that stuff, and that's where the school board should be putting their money into doing that. So, um, I mean, I, uh, Laurie, I, you want to speak to that? Go ahead. Because <laughs> I just, I knew I threw that out there. Couldn't help it. Sorry. Um, two things. Real quick. One, 
Yeah, CTACE is amazing, and they do work with a few thousand kids. Right. There's an entrepreneur. Well, there, it's not just a few thousand. They're trying to make sure that every single ninth grader and tenth grader right. is put into CTACE, and that's their goal. But they're not right they're, now. Well, and that's so where we're working. Right. So we work very closely with CTACE. We're right. working very, very closely. A lot of the entrepreneurial. We are in total high schools where we're doing this programming in full high schools. So there's. There's a lot of great work going on in CTAs. We are partnering with them in some cases, but it's, again, it is not the full 30-something thousand students that we need to continually bring. The second piece I just want to add is, as a longstanding member of both the CSB and the CSC, we would not qualify for either one. I have a list of the RFPs. We don't do mental health. We don't do wraparound services. We don't do special needs. Workforce readiness is built into those programs. It is not specific. If you come up with a process, put a pot of money, listen, we're working on an ecosystem with, with Sandy McDonald, and if you put the money into a pot somewhere with a process, we will be happy to follow that process. I am a process person. But right now, there is no other place for us to go to that we would qualify. Okay. Thank, Thank you, you very much. And with that, I mean, Oh, she, um, and again, uh, Mandy, if you could come to the podium, please. Hi, Mandy. I think we're just trying to clarify because, okay. um, as Ms. Hellerula indicated at the last uh, meeting, that she would happily go through a competitive process if there were categories where they would could qualify. And so the, the uh, Human Services Department, after that workshop, indicated that, in fact, that they do have a category. So I'm not sure which is which, is which so I'll have and Laurie, Ms. I know, Wells explain. Laurie's on CSB, I know, right? Oh, she's not anymore? You're not on CSB anymore? Not. No. Oh, you just came off of C Yes. Okay. Mandy. Yes. Thank you. Mandy Wells, Deputy Director of Human Services Department. Um, we actually have a supported employment process uh, category under the Children's Services Board, um, and that is what we indicated in our response as far as workforce development. Um, I think that in regards to advertising specific areas, what we do, as you know, is we look at what other funders offer in the community, what the needs are, and we align accordingly. So the Children's Services Council do have a large investment in supported employment as I know, Mayor, you know, sitting on that board, um, and they fund summer youth employment and some special needs employment. What our position would be from community needs perspective is in regards to growing an area of youth workforce development, we would be happy if there should be available funds to align this within the priorities we have and then to issue an RFP so it's fair, open, and competitive, and it's aligned with the priorities and goals that the um, related advisory board oversee. And we would also work with our sister funder to make sure there was no duplication. Okay. And I, I actually think that there's, it's important that we actually take a look, uh, and I agree with Anna. Commissioner Rich, and I tried to, we tried to do that at the retreat somewhat, to take a, an overall view of what is at the CSB, what's being, and if there needs to be more money put into that. Um, that's something that it's a lot, I think it's a 13 or $14 million budget, right? 15. 15, 15. okay. Same as when you left, okay. And that, and there is a, there are obviously lots of needs. Mm -hmm. That is something Absolutely. we need to take a good look at and 
uh, for future reference if we need to expand that criteria or make sure those, those, we could absolutely do uh, well, let's do that. That's uh, Vice Mayor Bogan, then Commissioner Ryan. Um, to our county administrator, you said it's coming from reserves. How much is in our reserves currently? 4.2 million the commission reserves that we set aside every year I'm sorry 4.3 thank you and besides what we talked about today whether it be with the changing of the airport you know with I'm sorry the living wage and besides talking about um, the things in front of us right now what other uh, requests out of that 4.3 are being made as you're aware of we sit here today so every uh, every year it could be something different you usually I think we've had that amount set aside on an annual basis because we use it for non-recurring things so it, it keeps coming back and I believe um, uh, you may spend somewhere around two million this year spent about two million of it. So is that 4.3 now 2.3? No, no, this is for next year. October. Yeah. So, but right now, before October, there's 2.3, 2.2. Something, yes. And that doesn't roll over into the 4.2, 4.3? It'll, um, because most of that's non-recurring, and if you use any for recurring, we build it into the base. So, you, because so, you can't So if we're not it. using 2.2, because October's right around the corner, it doesn't become 6.2. Four? No, because it's. Oh, you just add another two. Okay. <laughs> Commissioner Ryan. Through the county administrator, could you have Ms. Wells come up again for a minute? Ms. Wells. <laughs> so we've been talking about uh, the difference between um, elementary school, middle school kids and, and acclimating them with soft job skills and, and um, you know, showing. Uh, some pathways, some career pathways. Once we get into the high school level, uh, is there some kind of coordination through the Children's Services Board and perhaps Career Source, which is a board that I sit on, which ha provides for in-school and out-of-school youth to, to have job training and to coordinate uh, um, employers, put employers together with employees and offer internships and the rest of that. Isn't there some kind of collaboration there? And I just wonder why because I'm in favor of what Commissioner Rich says, that we ought to do it through a competitive process. But it just seems like when we talk about it up here, we're getting so much of an incomplete picture of everything that we have, these various, I mean, that's all federal money, that, or 90% of it is yeah. federal money that we have over at CareerSource, job training. And uh, I just feel like we need to, we need to put it together to use our dollars wisely. And, you know, if you say you have $4.2 million <laughs> in reserves that we're going to look at, um, that's a very, very small number compared to everything that we have been talking about, including, you know, uh, the Broward Redevelopment Program and everything else that we're trying to fund. So, uh, you know, great care should be, should be taken in, in these requests because if one comes up, and it's worthy, I, I, you know, I absolutely support what Junior Achievement does. But, you know, as Commissioner Rich says, there's 50 others that want to come up and talk to us also. So that's why it's best to go through a competitive process. So what can you tell me about the coordination between Career Source and, you know, Children's Services Board? So we have just, um, we've been working with Career Source on developing a supported employment pro program. 
Um, in regards to the area of support employment or workforce development, it has not been a primary category under the Children's Services Board. What we've been funding is mainly supportive services, some of the behavioral health services that Ms. Celarulo referenced. Um, and part of that is, you may remember when we've been working with um, Children's Services Councils, we looked at funding priorities and alignment what our role is, what the state's role is in funding for youth and children, and then also what the other local funder, which is CSC, their role is. Um, and in doing that, CSC has taken the lead on a lot of the supported employment. However, this year we have now moved into, we've leveraged some state money, and we've now, we're now starting a brand new supportive employment program um, for youth who are at risk, and this is older youth who are at risk of involvement in the juvenile justice system. Um, we're aligned with them. We had a career source participate in our RFP process to select a, a, um, a recipient. It's about $500,000 of money we've secured from the state. The item's probably coming before you soon, and we're going to be working with actually a collaborative group led by Handy, which is an agency, an NPO agency that you're probably familiar with. Yes. And they will be providing high-risk children with places and ac access to um, uh, stipends to pay them for employment, working with jo as job coaches, and then to really create a career path to divert them from um, delinquent behavior. So it's an area that we've worked um, to move into. I think the important point in that is as we develop a funding priority area, we look at the needs in the community, work with other funders, and then look at the alignment with our primary and core mission as we develop it. And when we do a competitive process, we also bring in, as raiders in that process, our subject matter experts. Um, so, so it aligns and we try to, as you said, leverage the existing resources and align it to supplement something we're already doing. So it's a small area in comparison to the large investments that we have within the Children's Services Board, but it is an area we're moving into. The other area we have um, moved into, and it's not just focused on youth, but it was an item you approved today, was the Center for, Indep uh, Center for Working Families. So we have three NPO agencies that are doing a great job, Hispanic Unity, <coughs> Urban League, um, and um, ARC. Ark Broward, um, who were doing a great job in regards to moving folks towards economic um, self-sufficiency and stability. With, and, um, and that's, a, you know, there, you can see there's a degree of, of there's a dynamic and there's, um, there's a lot of, of uh, information that I think um, is beyond what we look at when we, when we look at, you know, hundreds of issues. So I, I think that at least from the beginning, um, Requests for funding ought to be at least evaluated and scored, and, and then we can, you know, if we get into the decision making, I just don't want to do it where, you know, it's done in a vacuum and we don't have all of the, uh, the information from those who are, you know, most invested in these various programs. Thank you, Ms. Wells. You're welcome. Commissioner Geller. Thank you. Trying to remember what it was from when it brought up. Um, <laughs> to the administrator, two quick questions. Number one, um, or if there is a downturn, there's a downturn in sales tax or receipts or anything else, do, I mean, do tourism, whatever, are these monies that we would take from the reserves? If, if our income comes in less than expected, I know a lot of this is property tax, but not all of our budget is property tax. Is that one of the purpose of the reserves? So um, 
Um, uh, the other I'll, question, I'll which is related to that, yeah. is are we statutorily required to have certain reserves? Um, I don't know about if you're statutorily required, but it's certainly good practice. So we have there's uh, there if you there are a number of reserves. There are reserves that we set aside for revenue shortfalls. There's reserves that we set aside for cash flow, meaning, you know, you you um, usually your outlay is going out um, before all your income is in. The reserve that we're referring to here um, uh, allows you to deal with things that come up during the year, and we would um, ultimately replace that every year. The other reserves, again, like I say, it's it's the the rating agencies basically tell you 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 need to ha and especially this county you're in Hurricane Alley you should have at least three months worth of your your total operating budget available to deal with any crisis so, so we try not to even touch that so it's just there we don't really work with it it grows a little bit because our budget is growing but the reserve that we um, that we're referring to is this four point two million okay okay with that what are we going to do. Commissioner Lamarco. I put a motion. I, I, I didn't uh, hear anything, but let, uh, what's the the board's uh, feel on? And I, I'm still I'm still very supportive of the, of the thought that we go through a process. But if there's not a process there, and I I keep being tell, uh, told by by the person that has been on that board for a number of years is not anymore, but that none of those fit this exact uh, need. So. The 300 is recurring. Uh, it sounds like we have support for the 200, um, but not the other. Do you want to make that motion? But not the other. Um, I'd like to make the motion that we make the make those two uh, recurring. Uh, but there's a second. The three and the two. Try but try that. Yeah. I would try that after the other one. So that's second. So I'll try that second. So basically the same same uh, uh, financing uh, as last year. Okay. Is there a second? I'll second that. That's 300 recurring, 200 non recurring. Correct. I'll second that. All those in favor? Aye. Aye. Do I need to do it? This is just part of the budget. Yeah. I just need a consensus. This consensus. No, no. Th this, this would be an amendment. You're going to take up uh, the resolution 583. Right. And this would be an, an amendment that would be included in the budget. Okay. Correct. Okay. So, okay. so I have a motion also. Okay. Because yeah, like I want to make sure. I want to do fifty thousand for the non-recurring for the for the trade, and the reason that I say that I want it to be non for the Florida Trade Council that we're going to have in October. Florida International Trade and Cultural Expo. We've got this one. We're doing this. So this is already voted on. Why don't we vote on the millage first? No, but 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 we already did. Yeah. So I want to finish why I want to do it. I got the I have the I know this is your issue. You'll you'll make. I'm sure you're going to make the same or similar motion. We have all our airline partners, and every day I get something from one of them that they're expanding into a different country in Latin America. Um, and I, I use that to market it to people in my district. They love it. Um, I think that this year, when you, look at the, when you look at the outline of what's planned for the conference, there are individual tours of the port and the airport. Mm -hmm. This is very small dollars and non-recurring funds for a potentially huge return. You get one more one more air area or one more business that comes here, a $50,000 non-recurring investment could, could be huge returns. You're, you're talking about adding 50 more to 50. 
to the thing. Yes. Yeah, for, I, I do it as a non-recurring. I wouldn't do it as recurring. Okay. And we can we can talk about it the year after. So yeah. there was either 50 of the recurring that's already in there and 50,000 more non-recurring so that okay. we can get this done. All right. So l let, me, let me just ask that for this year we would do it, but going forward we really need the amount, uh, Commissioner Udine, to be certain that we can plan in advance. Part of our issues right now is that because we have such limited funding, if I don't go out and raise the money, and it's basically led by me, uh, because it's a county-sponsored event, I, we can do that, and staff supports it. If we don't do that, we're not certain what we can do and how much we, we can manage. We know that on a co uh, continuing basis, we are doing in excess, in excess, in a, in excess of the $127,000 you see in the budget. In fact, I think we, we, we go up as high as 147 each year. That 50000 is a seed that we have utilized. And, it, and as you mentioned, it has done tremendous for us. I can tell you that uh, we're getting shipments from just one from one. You mentioned that there could be one. One entity, as a result of FITSI, is now shipping uh, about 480 containers to our port because of it. And that's just one. We've got Made in Britain coming. Uh, we've got France uh, uh, Trade coming. There's a whole group that not, not only are they coming to the event, they're looking to be planted here to connect to the rest of the world. There are many entities that have done that over time. Uh, if, if we do that 50 this year, uh, I would like for going forward that the total 100 be in there for it. So if we can do 50, the additional 50 now, so we are at 50 on uh, recurring for this coming year, an additional 50, but the additional years, we at least have that money in there for 100,000 per year. So that would be what I would second a motion to for you. So there's a motion and a second? On this, we're not doing most. We're we're trying to find a yeah, consensus. We have no, this this, this should this should be by motion. Okay. But just to make sure. Why? So why wasn't the other one by motion? Well, the uh, the these two basically are amending. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. amending the actual. Yeah, right, so, so, so we take them all together. As a point of information, I think there was a, a motion for fifty thousand recurring, fifty thousand additional non-recurring, and I believe uh, Commissioner Holness spoke to. 100,000 recurring. But 50 now, this budget year, with a 50 one time, and then the foreseen years. In, in, yeah, but I, don't think, I don't think we can, we can vote forward beyond a year, though. So, so I wanted to, I, I don't think I have a problem getting there, but I just didn't want to throw this on the finance department right now, because I think the non-recurring was a much easier thing to get done for the budget that we're going to vote on okay. now. And then when we work into the budget process next year, then we could talk about the. So, the so, so let me let me ask this: When we come back with the supplemental, if we have funds there, uh, could that be a place where we put in for the additional for a recurring amount going forward? Uh, yeah, you already he, asked. He's saying he's going to give it to you, and the budget during the budget process for for twenty, then that's where it would come in you to make sure that, that you have it. In, right? So, 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 so yeah. So, so let me let me tell you also. Uh, not, You're not going above that, right? Uh, no, no, I'll take it. I mean, I'll, you know, I'll, I'll take a half a loaf. When, we, when I, by the way, when we started this, I didn't have any money. 
<laughs> I started with no money from from the board then, and then they see the the the, the goodness of the uh, of the uh, event. Uh, but what I'd like to do, and and I'll take that, Commissioner Udine. Thanks. Uh, but what I'd like to probably be able to do is that the supplemental, if we find there's room there for us to make it a recurring budget item, then that we bring that forward. Okay, so I'll second. I'll, I'll second it. So next year we get okay. So next year twenty for the next budget year we'll have a hundred. Is no there support for this? Yeah, second. I second the motion. Fifty non-recurring for next. And Mr. Year. Chair, that would be from, general support. That would be from Commission Reserve. Yes, from okay. the Commission Reserve. No, it's from your reserve. All right. Okay. Is there? Am I seeing support for this? Non-recurring. 50 non-recurring. 50 recurring and 50 non-recurring. From the Commissioner Reserve. Right. Is it ready in the budget? Yes, it's there. Okay. We don't need to do that. So it's only 50 non-recurring. Your motion is really for 50 non-recurring. Right. Correct. To come from the, from yeah. the Commissioner Reserve. Commissioner Reserve. Yeah. Okay. I think you've got... Well, I second the motion because okay. I want to make we sure we move forward. Uh, I need to pass the... Yes, let's, let's uh, vote on this second amendment. Okay. And uh, Mayor, just to announce, uh, there was no announced vote on the first amendment. I believe it was eight. Nothing on the junior achievement? Yeah. What? No, we never voted on that. No. It, 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 that's what I was asking. No, we did. I thought we voted. No. Yes. Well, we had consensus. We didn't. It, was un, it was unanimous. We never took a vote. All right, so let's do that one first. Okay. All right. I'm sorry. Right, so I'm sorry. It, it, it's not unanimous if we took a vote. So no, 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 we didn't take a vote. Okay. 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 Sorry, I heard you ask for affirmative votes, and I didn't catch but the rest of it. I thought you said we didn't need No, on, on, on amending the actual budget, when I said we didn't before was dealing with the supervisor, for example, with, with an uh, issue that may be dealt with on supplemental, but right, so, supplemental. So let's do one at a time. Uh, with regard to the junior achievement, there is a motion for 300,000 recurring, 200,000 no, non-recurring. We already have 300,000 yeah. so we're just It's in the budget. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah 200. Under you're understanding what it is. Yeah. 300,000 300, recurring, 200,000 non-recurring. There was a motion and a second. All those in favor? Aye. Aye. Any opposed? Nay. Nay? Nay. Okay. So that passes two, four, six. Six to two? Okay. So now maybe uh, now, Commissioner now Lamarck is going to vote on the uh, increase no. in the budget? All right. Now we're, now, now we're going to take up the UD motion uh, of, an, uh, of an extra uh, 50,000 going into... Uh, there's a 50,000 right now that is recurring. recurring yes. Yeah, Commissioner Udine's asking for an 50 extra 50,000 non-recurring. There's a motion. There's a second. second. All those in favor? Aye. Aye. Any opposed? He just wore us down. <laughs> he just wore us down. Huh? Okay. All right. Now. I know. <laughs> You're done. <laughs> okay. Here we go. Is there? Uh, now I need a motion on resolution. 20-18-583, adopting the final budget for general county purposes, including the amendments detailed in Schedule B of the resolution. And, and those amendments. Including those. Commissioner yeah. Lamarca moves that. <laughs> okay. Commissioner Lamarca I second. moves that. Seconded by Commissioner Holness. All in favor, say aye. Aye. Any opposed, say nay. Nay. <laughs> passes unite. <laughs> uh, that passes uh, eight to zero. Okay. Uh, now the public hearing on the general county-wide millage rate and budget 
is now closed. Can we close that an hour ago? No, we're not even close. The public hearing is open on the final millage rate and final budget for the Broward Municipal Services District to provide funds for municipal level services in the unincorporated areas. The final millage rate for this purpose is 2.3353, which represents a 9.4% increase. I have to read it. In property taxes as compared with the rollback rate of 2.1347, the county administrator will give an overview of the millage and budget for the Broward Municipal Services District. The Broward Municipal Services District millage rate remains the same for fiscal year 19. The average homestead property owner will pay approximately $3 more than the prior year based on the increase in property values capped by our Save Our Homes. Okay, is there anyone wishing to speak on the Broward Municipal Services District millage and budget? I have no, no, spe no speakers on this. Okay. Uh, is there, I'll take a motion on resolution number. Second. I have a motion and a second. Uh, do I need to read that? No, just 2018-584. Okay. Uh, moving resolution number 2018-584, uh, seconded by Commissioner Holness. Uh, all in favor say aye. 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 All those opposed say no. No. Okay, that passes two, uh, four, six to one. Okay. Is there a motion on resolution? I must start putting, can I start putting names in now? Okay, good. Okay. Is that a lot easier? Okay. Is there, a mo is there a motion on resolution number 2018-585 uh, adopting the final budget for the Broward Municipal Services District? Uh, Second. Commissioner uh, Holness has moved it, and uh, yeah, Commissioner Geller has seconded it. All in favor say aye. 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 Any opposed? No. That passes four, six to one. Let's remember that one. Okay, public hearing is for the Broward Municipal Services District. Millage rate and budget is now closed. Public hearing is open on the final millage rate and final budget for the Fire Rescue Municipal Services District to provide funds for fire rescue services in the unincorporated areas. Final millage rate for this purpose is 2.6191, which represents a 9.4% increase, increase in property taxes as compared with a rollback rate of 2.3941, County Administrator will give an overview of the Fire Rescue Municipal Services District tax rate. The Fire Rescue Municipal Services District millage rate remains the same for fiscal year 19. The average homestead property owner will pay approximately $3 more than the prior year based on the increase in property values capped by Save Our Home. Okay. Is it, no, there's no one here to speak to this. Um, I have a motion from Commissioner <coughs> Geller. This is 2018-586. I have a uh, vice uh, seconded by... Uh, Vice Mayor Bogan, <coughs> all in favor say aye. aye. Any opposed say no. That passes unanimously. Actually, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, eight zero. Chief Holmes is giving me a look back. Okay. <laughs> um, Lamarco sponsored this. Okay, yes. Is there a motion on resolution? Uh, Commissioner Lamarco moves re resolution number 2018 587, seconded by Commissioner Ryan. All in favor say aye. Aye. All those opposed say no. Passes eight to zero. Uh, public hearing on the fire rescue municipal service district millage rate and budget is now closed. Public hearing is open on the final millage rate and final budget for the street lighting district to provide funds for street lights in portions of the unincorporated area. Final millage rate for this purpose is 0.3743, which represents a 12.07% increase in property taxes as compared with the rollback rate of 0.3340. County Administrator will now give an overview of the street lighting district tax rate. The street lighting district millage rate remains the same for fiscal year 19. The average homestead property owner will pay approximately $1 more than the prior year based on the increase 
in property values capped by Save Our Homes? There's no, there's no, uh, no one wanting to speak on this. Uh, I have uh, Commissioner Rich moves resolution number 2018-5888. Commissioner Udine is seconds it. All in favor say aye. Aye. Any opposed say no. That passes uh, eight to zero. No. Oh, I'm sorry. Seven to one. It confused me. I know. Okay, sorry. It was a street light. Is there a motion on resolution? Oh, yes. it can live in the dark. I know. No street lights for you. We've gone dark. I know. Right. Exactly. Okay. I, uh, yeah. We had uh, seven. That was seven to one. Okay. Okay. For adopting the final for resolution number twenty eighteen five eight nine, Vice Mayor Bogan uh, yes. makes a motion. Yes. Commissioner Ryan seconds that. Um, all in favor, say aye. Aye. Any opposed, say no. That passes seven to one. Public hearing for the street lighting district, millage rate, and budget is now closed. Public hearing is open on the final millage rate and final budget for water control district number two. The final millage rate for this purpose is 0.1231, which represents a 7.6%, 60% increase in property taxes as compared with the rollback rate of 0.1144. I have no one to speak on this. Okay, Commissioner Second. Geller moves it. Vice Mayor Bogan seconds it. And this is for 2018-590. All those in favor say aye. Aye. Any opposed say no. no. That's seven to one. Is it passes seven to one. Is there a motion on, I need a motion to, Second. for resolution number 2018-591. Uh, moved by Vice Mayor Bogan, seconded by Second. Commissioner Geller. All in favor say aye. Aye. Any opposed say no. That passes seven to one. Public hearing on water control district number two, millage rate and budget is now closed. Public hearing is open on the final millage rate and final budget for water control district number three. Final millage rate for this purpose is 0.1624, which represents a 12.23% increase in property taxes as compared with the rollback rate of 0.1447. Uh, I don't have any cards to speak on this issue. Um, I, have a, I have a motion by uh, Vice Mayor Bogan. Second. On, 20, on, on resolution number 2018-592. I have a second by Commissioner Holness. All in favor say aye. Aye. Any opposed say no. Nay. Tim Ryan voted from the bathroom. Is that your own order? No, I have no idea where I just vote. Right. I have three, four, five, six. Six to one. Five. Five. You voted no. I voted no when he voted no. So five to two, Mayor. Five to two. So I know. I, I think yeah, Commissioner Ryan's in the bathroom voted yes. Right. Okay. There he is. He voted yes. Okay. Show my vote in the affirmative. Six, <laughs> uh, just, that's six to two. Sorry about that. I need a. Uh, yeah, my what, no vote. Uh, on resolution number 2018-593, Commissioner Holness makes a motion. Second. Um, Commissioner Geller seconds that. All in favor say aye. Aye. Uh, all those opposed say no. No. No, that passes two, four, six, seven to one. Okay, public hearing on water control district number three, millage rate and budget is now closed. Public hearing is open on the final millage rate and the final budget for water control district number four and its subdistricts. The final millage rate for subdistrict 4A is 0.146, which represents 5.8% increase in property taxes as compared with the rollback rate of 0 0.0138. The final millage rate for subdistrict 4B is 0.0318, which represents 5.3%. Increase in property taxes as compared with the rollback rate of 0 0.0302. The final millage rate for subdistrict 4C is 1.1276, which represents a 6.24% increase in property taxes as compared with the rollback rate of 0 
There, I have no cards to speak on this. Move uh, Commissioner Rich Second. moves the resolution number 2018-594, seconded by Commissioner Udine. All in favor say aye. Aye. All opposed say no. Yeah. Seven to one. Uh, is there, uh, let's see, Vice Mayor Bogan uh, makes a motion for 2018-595, adopting the final budget for the Water Control District Number 4. And it's uh, sub-districts. Is there, uh, Commissioner Udine seconds that. All in favor say aye. 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 All opposed say no. That passes seven to one. Uh, public hearing on the Water Control District Number 4, millage rates and budgets is now closed. We are finally to the Kokomar Water Control District. This is yours. This is yours. Yeah. Public hearing is open on the final millage rate and the final budget for unit area number one of the Kokomar Water Control District. Final millage rate for this purpose is 0.1446, which represents a 5.62% increase in property taxes as compared with a rollback rate of 0.1369. I have no cards to speak on this. Uh, Commissioner Geller um, makes a motion on resolution number 2018-596. Commissioner Udine seconds it. All in favor say aye. Aye. Any opposed say no. No. This is your district. Your water this is your district. I don't like the rates. <laughs> <laughs> all, those all those in favor say aye. Aye. All those opposed? No. Okay. Six, six to two, Mayor. Six to two. Boy. They're going to, they're going to, never mind. Motion to consolidate all the water districts. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no kidding. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I like that. Okay. Right, yeah. Uh, Commissioner Geller makes a, makes a yes, motion on resolution number 2018-597. Uh, Commissioner Ryan seconds that. All in favor say aye. Aye. All opposed say no. no. That passes seven to one. Public hearing on the Kokomar Water Control District millage rate and budget is now closed. <laughs> yeah. Public hearing is open on the water and sewer rates for the county's water and wastewater utility retail customers. County Administrator will give an overview of the rates. Broward County provides retail water and sewer services to approximately 58,000 customers throughout the county's water and wastewater service area. The new rates are necessary to fund operating costs, debt service costs, and capital projects. An average residential customer using 5,000 gallons per month will experience an overall increase of $2, or 3.05% in their monthly water and wastewater bill. Fees for permits, engineering services charges, and fuel service charges remain unchanged. I have no cards uh, on this. Uh, Commissioner Marka? Nope, not on this. No, not on this one. Okay. All right, I thought this might be yours. Um, Commissioner Holness uh, makes a motion on resolution number 2018-598. Uh, Seconded by Commissioner Geller. All in favor say aye. Aye. All opposed say no. No. That passes seven to one. Public hearing on retail water and sewer rates is now closed. Public hearing is open on large user water rates for the county's water and wastewater utility wholesale customers. The county administrator will give an overview of the change in rates. Broward County owns and operates the North Regional Wastewater Transmission treatment and disposal system, which includes 11 large user utilities. The county's agreements with these large users require that the rates be revised annually based on projected um, costs. The FY19 proposed rates represent an increase of 43 cents per 1,000 gallons in charges to the large user utilities. Okay, I have no cards to speak on this. Um, Commissioner Rich makes a motion on resolution number 2018-599 amending section 38.20 of chapter 38, part three of the Broward County Administrative Code. 
Um, Commissioner Udine, second set. All in favor, say aye. aye. All those opposed, say no. Okay, we had passes seven to one. Public hearing on large user water wastewater rates is now closed. Man, there's just keep going. The public hearing is open on the large user raw water rates for the county's wholesale raw water customers. Raw water customers. Ooh. Okay. County administrator will give an overview of the change in rates. The raw water large users are <laughs> municipal utilities that purchase raw water from the county. The proposed FY19 rates represent a one cent increase per 1,000 gap point one. Point one, one. one cent increase per 1,000 gallons to the municipal util utilities that purchase raw water. Okay, I have no, I have no cards to speak on this. Commissioner Holness uh, makes a motion on resolution number 2018-600, amending six, section 38.19 of chapter 38, part three of the Broward County Administrative Code. Vice Mayor Bogan seconds that. All those in favor say aye. Aye. All opposed say no. Oh, you'll do a penny. Did you say I? Yes. Oh, my God. There you go. Eight to zero. Uh, the public hearing on large user wastewater rates is now closed. Transit program and projects. County's capital budget and five-year capital program includes the transit program of projects, which is... Before you read that, it, it would behoove me to at least point out that when I do vote uh, against some of those costs, that it's not because Alan Garcia is not doing a magnificent job because he is. It's, uh, it's just a... It's a Philosophical thing, but he's doing a great job. He's gone. Too late. Nice try. Nice try. The, <laughs> the county's capital budget and five-year capital program includes the transit program of projects, which is funded with a with section 5307 federal grant funds. Public hearing is open on the transit program of projects. There is no one. I have no cards to speak on that. Um, Commissioner Ryan. Uh, wait. No motion. Wait. Hold on. If there are no speakers. Oh. You can just close the mayor. Oh, just close. There's no voting on that one, no? Correct. Okay. Just hangs out there, yeah. <laughs> there are, okay. Public hearing is now closed. Uh, the Board of County Commissioners adopts a five-year capital program annually in accordance with Chapter 20 of the Broward County Administrative Code. The five-year capital program includes all capital projects and their revenues required to support the projects proposed for fiscal years 2019 through 2023. Commissioner Ryan makes a motion on resolution number 2018-601. Vice Mayor Bogan seconds that. And all those in favor say aye. Aye. All those opposed say no. That's eight to zero. Thank you for attending the Broward County Board of <laughs> County Commissioners final public hearing on the fiscal year 2019. What a great job. Okay, for the mayor's report. <laughs> <laughs> we are adjourned. <laughs>